five days, the rest of it. So the first part is Arjuna Charanagati. This portion is an extension or continuity of the first chapter. In the first chapter we saw that Arjuna discovered problem of samsara in the oddest place, that is the battlefield. And we saw the problem of samsara, it is nothing but raga, leads to shoka, leads to moha. Raga means attachment, problems of attachment. It is not Arjuna's problem, this is a human problem. Wherever there is attachment, there will be shoka, sorrow. And that sorrowful mind is confused. So, dharma sammuta cheta, we saw that Arjuna became confused about his duty. The object of attachment vary from person to person, individual to individual, but the problem of attachment is universal. And this is the fundamental human problem. But Arjuna discovers it in the battlefield. In the first chapter it was described as Kripaya Paraya Vishtam. Vyasacharya uses the word Kripa. Kripa can be translated as compassion, pity. But here the meaning is attachment. Once this person has this attachment, then comes sorrow. Grief because I do not want to lose the object of my attachment. I want that person eternally with me, even though it is not possible. The other day I remember one lady came and told me, Swamiji, bless me. What is that? I want to be married to this person several lives. No, I said, let me ask him what he wants. <laughs> Suppose he doesn't want you, what is the point? My blessing. So, people want that eternally, eternal relationship. Nobody wants temporary relationship. This is called the attachment. Arjuna was intently attached to Bhishma, Pitamaha and Dronacharya. He had not lost them, but he imagined their loss during the war. And he had to live without them. The imaginary loss of Bhishma and Dronacharya, Arjuna was not able to stand and he suffered the sorrow. This is called imaginary sorrow. So calculated profit, you know, they have in business also. So they will sue the other person. We would have they calculated, you know, there is a profit, they calculate, if they lose that, they say, you are responsible for it, etc. Same way here also you see, there is an imaginary soul. <laughs> Third problem is, once the mind is in the grip of Raga and Shoka, it loses the capacity to judge things properly. At that state where he is not able to judge what is Dharma, etc., is called Moha. Incapacity to decide what is his dharma, 
and what is his adharma this is called human conflict this raga shoka moha arjuna intently faces in the first chapter not only he faces the problem but he sincerely tried to solve the problem by himself and that is why he gives a big lecture to lord krishna and in fact arjuna gives a sermon to the lord he had to listen to arjuna quietly that's why whenever such people talk we have to listen don't interfere the moment you interfere you are in trouble <coughs> just listen like bhagwan did arjuna says it is not proper to fight this war as it is adharma and therefore i will run away from the battlefield thus he tried to solve the problem by himself krishna keeps quiet this is how the first chapter ends arjuna discovers this problem and tries to solve the problem by himself the chapter ends here in the second chapter we get the continuity since arjuna has not felt the need to seek the external help sri krishna chooses to remain silent and at the beginning of the second chapter arjuna discovers his helplessness and this is called karpanya dosha unless we discover the helplessness we will not surrender to the lord we have to realize that i am helpless only then surrender happens we may use the word i surrender like our daily aarti we use that word tan man dhan sab sab kuch hai tera tera tujhko arpan kya laage mera we don't mean it it is only a lip service that is not surrender the surrender will disappear and only the will of the lord alone remains so once you surrender the surrenderer disappears i disappears i surrender to the will of lord so karpanya dosho bhagrata swabhava pracchami tvam satarma samuda chetaha so thank god arjuna was lucky he had lord narayana himself was available for him to hold on to from drowning in samsara therefore he surrenders to the lord and over himself to the will of the lord arjuna becomes a disciple once he become a disciple lord krishna took the role of a guru jnani become a guru because of the choice of the student unless the student wants to learn no teacher can teach so the status of a guru is also because of shishya if you are all not here my city here is not going to do anything there is why you know the sunset dad i am a very important person why because if i am not there you don't have the status of a father 
See, if I am not there, the son is not there, who will call him father? So also Bhagavan became the Jagadish, the Jagat Guru, the status of a Guru because of Arjuna surrendered, became his disciple. So between the first verse and the tenth verse, Arjuna get converted into a disciple. Hence the channel of communication is open. Therefore, from the eleventh verse onwards, the actual Gita Shastra teaching takes place. Until eleventh verse, Gita Shastra has not taken place. So this is the essence of Arjuna Sharanagati. Arjuna Sharanagati. Now we go to the second topic in the second chapter, verse number 11 to verse number 38. This portion is the central theme of this chapter called Sankhya Yoga. What is the gist of this portion? We should remember this portion actually throughout the study of Bhagavad Gita. If you can memorize this portion, it is very good. We got to help you all the way. It is like Tattva you remember for understanding Vedanta, foundation. Same way to understand Gita, these verses 11 to 38 is the foundation. So therefore one should read this portion again and again as this is the basis for developing all other chapters. Because this is the essence of all Upanishads. Lord Krishna discusses the essential nature of every individual. What is Jiva Swarupa? Who am I in reality? Unfortunately, we ourselves have no idea about our ourselves, have no idea about our own self. We have taken for granted, I am so and so, engineer, a doctor, IT person, never try to know our real nature, but spend our time studying science, economic, politics, law, all other topics. We are not telling you should not, but we do research about everything except on ourselves. Therefore, the Lord says, better you know about yourself. In this portion, we come to know that the individual is not the physical body. Thinking that I am the physical body is the biggest misconception that I am born with. Next one is that I am the mind. Lord says, you are not the mind also. You are not the jiva also. Like how the old clothes is thrown away and put on to the new clothes, the same way the jiva travels from body to body. My mind and body are only media of transaction. You are not the body or the mind, then who am I? You are that conscious principle. Chaitanya Surupa, Jnana Surupa. 
ज्ञानस्वरूपात्म then what is this chaitanyam so in in taitre varishat those analysis is there very detailed satyam jnanam anantam brahma anantam means infinite infinite means desataha kalataha vastutaha aparichinna so the one who is not conditioned by time or space or object The Lord is all-pervasive. Ananta means all-pervasive, and is not conditioned by time. All-pervasive means not conditioned by a particular time and place or object. He cannot be in only one object. He is available in all objects. So that is ananta, and you match that with sat. Sat means there is a. Satyam generally this a meaning. Simple meaning is any object in the world is called satyam. But then every object has got one nama, rupa, and satta. Satta means the essence, existence. So you exist, I exist, everybody exists. In what form? In a particular form. You as a form, and that form is given a name. and that form and name both are limited cannot be anantam therefore what is anantam satta pure existence then comes jnana jnana means awareness knowledge but knowledge when you say knowledge of what they will ask that question <laughs> but any knowledge is again every thought that is there in our mind is always corresponding to an object and that object has got a name so it cannot be anantam infinite so whenever it comes to limitation thought means it is limited to an object and an object has a name name is limited object is limited therefore the knowledge that we know is not anantam therefore what is jnanam jnanam is the chaitanyam that awareness in you in whose light you become conscious of your knowledge your ignorance both the eternal witness of everything that is happening in us is chaitanyam so this is our real nature pure existence chaitanyam awareness then infinitude that is anantam all pervasive all pervading endless vidyari so this is what is pointed out in the <coughs> second portion of bhagavad gita second chapter third <coughs> third topic is karma yoga we introduce karma yoga since jnana yoga is a subtle topic it is not that easy for everyone to comprehend that's why bhagavan said ascharyavat paschitigaschitenam ascharyavat vadati tadeva janya ascharyavat chena manishnuti 
Sutvapyenam Kena Chaitu. So, one look at it as wonder. Ascharyavat Pashyati, the one who see it or experiences it. The one who come to know it, it is a wonder. The one who speaks also is a wonder. Because this is something that you cannot communicate with words. But through words alone we can communicate and one understand it. And that's why the, these, these Upanishad Vedanta uses contradictory terms all the time. So even then somebody understands it, it is a wonder. So in that language it is spoken of. You can study this many years, but still we may not know. <laughs> so therefore, Karma Yoga is introduced. Karma Yoga is introduced to prepare our mind. So, Jnana Yogyada Siddhyartham Karma Yogam. The Karma Yoga is given for preparing our mind so that we will be able to appreciate Jnana, knowledge. So, if I take into account not only me, but the entire family, society, state, nation, and the whole humanity, the entire environment, that is called ideal Karma Yoga. So, this is Karma Yoga is an expansion of ourself to embrace the entire humanity in our understanding. Therefore, <coughs> Uttama Sattvic action, Madhyama Rajasic action, Adhama Tamasic action. We will see that later in the chapters, but right now only this much we understand. So Bhagavan introduced this Karma Yoga in so many verses. So he advertised about it. Sulpamapyasya dharmasya trayate mahato bhayade. So even if you practice little bit, you will be free from great fear. Then he talked about the Trayagunya Vishaya Veda Nistrayagunya Bhavarjuna. So he talked about Vedas. In the Veda itself, the largest portion is Karma Yoga. Karma, not Karma Yoga, Karma. And Vedanta portion is very small actually. And when it comes to Vedanta, the whole Vedanta dismisses Karma Yoga also, Karma also, Karma Kanda. Not Karma Yoga, Karma Kanda. But if it is to be dismissed, why are we mentioning it? There is a discussion on that, the previous verse, 46th verse, the discussion on that. Yavanartha Udhavani Sarvata Samrudhodake Tavan Sarveshu Vedeshu Brahmanastu Vijanatha. That verse, Vashigara Shakaracharya discusses this point, saying that. If it is to be dismissed, why Veda mentions it at all? <laughs> why are we mentioning this? The point here is, not everybody is ready for Vedanta. You see, in order to appreciate Vedantic teaching, a certain frame of mind is necessary. 
So that frame of mind is not there. Vedanta learning is okay, but that it will become an information collected in the brain. Until we fulfill our desires. So there are so many desires we are born with. It is not that you have picked up only now. You have come many, this journey has started many lives before. So in the process we have collected many thoughts, many desires, many ambitions, many hopes. All of them will not suddenly disappear. So we have to find a way to fulfill that. The Shastra says you may <laughs> fulfill the desires if you are given a freedom, but hook or crook you will fulfill your desire. But Shastra says you fulfill your desire in a proper manner, dharmic way. So that is why rituals were prescribed. Then, after some time, when you fulfill, let us say, to some extent, your desires, it's not that all desires will be fulfilled, okay? It's not possible. Why? Because one desire you fulfill, another desire will come. Our Guruji used to say it is something like your, you know, this tissue paper. You take one, another will be there. Then you take one, another will be there. So exactly like that, our mind also. One desire you fulfill, another desire will come. <laughs> but to some extent, you will be able to understand if you are a thinking person. <coughs> the limitation in this pursuit. <laughs> so, you start thinking, is there any time we can be totally fulfilled? A state where there is no more desire, <laughs> that thought should come. Only to such person Vedanta appeals. But then the question comes, if karma is binding, any karma is binding, no karma is free from bondage, then why are we, why especially Vedas engages into this karma? So, the Shastra says that very same karma, if it is performed with certain attitude, then the, the blemish of karma, the defect of karma can be removed. That is why in all of our symbolism you see Lord Shiva is wearing a snake as an abharana ornament. Because the snake poison is removed. When the poison from the snake is removed, the very same snake becomes an abharana. The same way, the karma is like a poisonous snake. <laughs> but if you remove the poison from that karma, then the very same karma becomes an abharana, an ornament. It is a gift. In fact, it becomes a blessing to the humanity. So this technique is called Karma Yoga. So that is what Bhagavan is <coughs> going to introduce. He has introduced that topic. He has praised it. Now, even after praising, he has not come to that point. Now, the 47th verse, which is considered the most important verse in the Bhagavad Gita. Even if they don't know any other verse, this verse everybody knows. 
And since it become very popular words, it is more confused words also. <laughs> because if they take it literally, they will have problem. There are many ways of looking at this verse, but we will see <clears throat> one simple way we will look at it and understand. Okay, let us see. Karmanye vadikaraste. Get attached to 
akarma means inaction so first ingredient of karma yoga is mate sangostu akarmani let not your attachment be to inaction lord also said earlier udhyayukto yaya vartha karma bandham prahasyasi was said buddhi yoga here means karma yoga now karma yoga is named here as buddhi yoga because one reason i gave you last time because arjuna in the battlefield if bhagwan mentioned karma he will misunderstand karma as ritual so not to confuse him bhagwan uses the word buddhi yoga for karma yoga number one explanation another is buddhi yoga buddhi karma with understanding with an attitude of understanding what that all karmas are possible only when the lord is present in me this understanding is called buddhi so karma performed with this understanding becomes karma yoga we'll come to that so vidyayukto ya bharata karma bandham prahasasi knowing which you will be able to destroy karma bandham bondages attachment to result so in buddhi yoga karma yoga first thing is you have to act you have to perform action then a lord you become qualified for higher knowledge see <laughs> because why bhagwan is mentioning that for a reason <laughs> because all the three line if you read what happened actually so one is that your right is only over action not for the result and may you not perform action with the intention of getting result alone if three three line if you read then you will give up why should i act <laughs> this question comes what is the purpose what is the point acting so our gurudev so you know in his lectures is to say the commentary you may not see that but in the lectures he was very elaborate he used to say that so when somebody a communist read this words he said these are all capitalistic theory <laughs> theory of capitalist because you tell all your employees you work only don't ask any result <laughs> don't expect any result karma nema dikarate ma bole sukada bichana ma varna parahedu may you not work only for the result at the same time don't be lazy <laughs> so this is typical capitalistic theory ha ah. but bhagwan is not telling only to the employees is telling the employer also <laughs> that we forget is not only this is not applicable only to one class of people <laughs> it is applicable to all classes of people mate sangostu karmani means don't be lazy ah why not because alasyam hi bhashatruh see subhashita says alasyam hi bhashatruh laziness is the greatest enemy 
Because of alasyam, all talents, potentials are wasted. Because of alasyam, one cannot even enjoy good health. So if you are lazy, you can't even enjoy good health. You don't do exercise properly. <coughs> Don't get up on time and you know, you keep on sleeping, etc. Then what happens? You must have heard stories, you know. A person who was living in that house, he kept on ordering pizza and other things and eating. Then what happened? He became so fat and then they had to remove the, the whole, uh, what do you call uh, the wall for to take him out. Then he has to be taken out in a crane or something like that. That happens, person who is lazy. <coughs> so, alasim is the greatest enemy. If a person says after hearing this, I am not lazy but I am active. Let us say the other way around. No, 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 I am not lazy, I am very happy, very active. I work 18 hours a day. Then we ask, why are you working so hard? So that I can earn money, power, position, status. Money for what? Material pleasures, comforts. Most of the time money is for new house, new car, vacation, big bank account, etc. Lord says, yes, you should not be lazy, but at the same time, ma karma pala Don't be such a hyperactive person where all your actions are geared towards power and pleasure, enjoyment. So there is no room for, first, laziness, second, desire-prompted action, <coughs> kamya karmas. So, kamya karma means that desire-prompted action. There is no room for that. No room for nishiddha karma also. Nishiddham karma means that karma which are prohibited. So nishiddha karma and kamya karma both are negated by this particular statement. Ma karma palahedur bhuhu. <coughs> Lord Krishna does not mention of nishiddha karma, prohibited action, but it should be understood. There is no place for them in karma yoga. Now, if these karmas, kamya and nishitta karmas are prohibited, and when he says your right is only to perform karma, karmani eva atikarahate, which karma is left to do? See, four types of karmas are there. Karma itself, one is called nitya karma, another is naimitya karma, third one is kamya karma, Fourth one is Nishiddham Karma. <coughs> Kamya Karma means desire prompted action. Nishiddham Karma means prohibited action. Then there is a fifth one also called Prayachitta Karma. So to neutralize the bad effect, you do Prayachitta. You go to an astrologer, they will tell you right now it is Shani is going. And this, in Shani Desha, there is a Rahu Bhukti. Two and a half years, both of them are very Pushtagraha, therefore there will be a lot of problem. <coughs> then what do you do? You Shani Shanti and Rahu Shanti you do. It's called neutralization of effect, which is called Prayachitta Karma. <coughs> this Prayachitta Karma definitely help you, it is not that it won't help you. 
what comes for your neck will go with your crown. So this is what Bhagavan also did in Mahabharata war. See, there was a particular missile which uh, Indra gave, not Indra gave, so somebody else, I think Brahmaji or somebody gave to uh, Karna. And Karna, but he can use only once that. So he shot that, aiming at the neck of Arjuna. But then Arjuna was completely away because he didn't have an answer to that. At that time, because he sought help from Bhagavan, Bhagavan immediately pushed the chariot four inches down. So, what was meant for his neck, the astra went with his crown. <laughs> it hit the crown because it is down, so it hit the crown. So, still it hit him, but instead of neck, it was crown. Arjuna was still very, very upset. Bhagavan said, it is better than your neck. <laughs> your crown only went, isn't it? So, this is what happened with Prayachitta Garma. Ishwara Kripa comes with Prayachitta Garma. What was, something will hit you, but it will not hit you that hard. <coughs> so that is called Prayachitta Garma. Now, we are not talking about these three. Kamya Garma or Rishitta Garma or Prayachitta Garma. So Bhagavan is talking, what is left for you to do is Karmandeva Adhikarahate means you are Nitya. Karma. I mean, Niyatam Guru Karmattam. Second, third chapter, we are going to see that. Niyatam Guru Karmattam Karmachayoshya Karmanaha. <coughs> so, Kartavya Karma is left out. <coughs> your duties. So, when Lord Krishna is saying your right is for action only, that means your right is for kartavya karma only. So kartavya karma niyema adhikarahate. Your duties towards family, society, office. So that is why in our society <coughs> there are only duties. There are no rights. Wherever there are rights, there will be fight to establish your right. But wherever there is duty, there is humility. Why? The list of duty is so endless. Nobody will be able to fulfill all their duties. See, the altar of duty, you become humble. So then, also, another reason also there, <clears throat> so it's something like, when, when we talked about Sudharma, we mentioned that <coughs> when you perform your duty, you are serving the other person. That is why in our culture, not much of emphasis is given to Seva. Hindus. In all other religions, there is Seva is considered, you know, very highlighted. Here we don't highlight that much, not that it's not mentioned, but then it is not that much emphasized because you perform your duty, you are doing seva to the other person. Duty is always towards the other person. <coughs> but we become so 
So when it comes to duty, we don't expect the other person to say thank you. And this society, everything is, you have to say thank you to your wife, your children. Children brought one glass of water and say thank you. As <laughs> our culture, this thank you is not there. <clears throat> that doesn't mean we are not thankful. It's not. It's not that. It is his duty. That's the thing. Now, you know, there was a... This is a joke, okay? No. Relax. So, one person was traveling in a train. And uh, he was a young boy. And the, the whole compartment was full. So suddenly, next station, a lady came. She was little elderly. And as a duty, the young man got up and gave her a seat. Then after some time, this boy bent down and asked her, did you say something? She kept on doing her things, you know, iPhone and things like that. She was doing that. And she said, no, I didn't say anything. <laughs> then again, after five, ten minutes, again he bent down and asked, did you say something? She said, no, I didn't say anything. Then another ten minutes, again, he bent down and asked her, did you say something? This time this lady asked, was I supposed to say something? He said, yeah, I thought you said thank you. <laughs> See, to listen to that thank you, this person is so, you know, bent upon. See, I gave you the seat, at least you should say thank me. You know. This expectation is there. It was his duty. And if it is a duty that I have done my duty, in that very fulfillment of duty, there is a satisfaction. Hmm. So, doing kartapya karma without expecting any kind of result, appreciation, etc., is karma yoga or bhakti yoga. So, if one still say, why should I perform action if there is not any personal gain? Lord Krishna has already said this karma yoga is meant for preparing the mind for jnana yoga. If your goal is not that, then this advice is not for you. <laughs> so your goal is jnana, moksha, only then karma yoga is applicable to you. <clears throat> when do when you perform your duty, your duty is always either towards yourself or towards someone else. Your duty for yourself is to lift yourself by yourself. Uddhared Atman Atmanam Atmanam Sadhed. Sixth chapter of Allah is going to talk about it. It is, that is your duty. Lift yourself to greater heights, not to degrade yourself. And when you have duty towards others, then it is seva. If husband has got duty towards wife, it is his service to the other person, wife. Wife fulfills her duty towards husband, it is she serving the husband. 
so to the parents have duty towards children and children you are serving them and children also got duty towards parents when they perform their duty they are serving the parents this is how it is given in our culture <coughs> so if all people go on performing their duties there is no question of rights at one point one gets served and at another he serves in this the doer does not have any sense of worship arrogance cannot come same thing can be applied in all walks of life at workplace society etc <coughs> we say thank you to our children also we do things for parents friends and society we do get thanked if you have done it as a duty you don't expect a thank you note also आजकल तो जरा मिलता है यू कैन बाय इट इन द स्टोर थैंक यू कार्ड्स आर आल्सो अवेलेबल यू डोंट हैव टू इवन राइट यू विल हैव द फीलिंग आई एम डूइंग ओनली माय ड्यूटी ह्यूमिलिटी इज द रिजल्ट ऑफ परफॉर्मिंग वंस ऑन ड्यूटी बट व्हेन यू हैव सेवा भाव देन देयर इज अ फीलिंग ऑफ आई एम गिविंग doing something and the other person is a receiver when you serve somebody a seva bhav what happen i am serving that person and he is a receiver i am the giver when there is a subtle this so there is a subtle difference between serving seva and duty it is true when there is a desire it is a big motivating factor for action but it is a great problem also because that alone becomes an obsession even while performing the action that person is all the time worried about the results more anxious you are your performance gets affected so desire become a stumbling block when it becomes an obsession another point when you say ma phaleshu kadajana your right is never to claim the fruits means you have no control over the result so why because to get the result there are so many factors are involved. you can see that in the weather man's prediction isn't it so they say that we have taken into consideration 168 factors to before coming to the prediction now after they do the predictions does it happen sometimes totally opposite they say it is going to rain that is a day you can go freely without worrying about rain and sometimes they say this is the day is not going to rain then you have to carry your umbrella we <laughs> opposite happens see they have taken into consideration so many factors but still there are so many factors unseen they could not see it same way in order to get the result 
of a particular action there are so many factors are involved in that hidden factors are there which we don't know therefore bhagavan said that's why bhagavan in udesha kartuhu arteya prapyate phalam karma kim param karma dachadam so this the result is according to the law of nature kartuhu means here karta the creator the lord so lord's law means what the, the law of nature so that result is according to that and that is also it is involving so many factors so i my expecting the result is not going to change the result so but at the same time when you perform an action the result is inevitable every action when you perform one thing is true is what whether you like it or not the result will come so thinking about the result is a waste of energy that is a point so karmani eva adhikaraha te so every action has got an equal and an opposite reaction if this is understood once you perform an action you have no choice once it is released from your hand you have no choice is it suppose now you used to say you know when you have a stone in your hand now you have a choice what kartum shakyam agartum shakyam anyatha agartum shakyam i can do it i need not do it i can do it differently all these choices are there what i can throw i need not throw is it this choice is given to me but once you make the decision to throw then what happened you have no choice the result you have no choice why because the law of nature automatically carry the stone and whoever is coming in between it will hit it and at that time suddenly you realize this person is coming oh lord please don't hit it no it doesn't work it will hit so this is what exactly meant by karmani eva adhikarate before choosing the action you have all the choices should i do should i not do should i do this way or that way all the pros and cons everything you have to think about it do your homework well and once you decided decided and i am going to do this and the action is released from your hand the law of nature take charge of it you have no hand in that so karmani eva adhikaraha ma phaleshu why because the result will come according to the quality of action so in order to have the quality of action what is necessary your presence of mind is very important if your mind is thinking about the result what happen your energy is dissipated and you will not able to give 100% mind behind the action so therefore it is said ma phaleshu one should not desire for result in the sense you have no right over the action in the sense the action itself will give you the result so you are thinking about it you are desiring or you are worrying about it is not going to change the result the result will come according to the law of nature 
and he himself became famous because of that book. <laughs> what this little boy's work. So that is the glory. The one who is able to enjoy the very action, the very fulfillment of his duty. So that is what he said. Ma karma phalahe thubhu, maate sangostu karmani. So I think we covered Mahade Sangostha Karmani. <clears throat> but when you face a few failures in life, it is natural to become fatalistic and drop all actions. In inaction, you lose an opportunity for your inner growth. The initial stage of spiritual growth, action, interactions are all very important. That is where Rasta Ashrama comes because in this alone there is a scope for action and interaction. <clears throat> One mother told me that Swamiji, when you have children, they do teach you detachment. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. When you, you know, <laughs> because you have no control over their uh, likes and dislikes, even though you want to, but <laughs> that is why children come through us. They used to say, children come through us. You don't own them. Because they have their own journey. <clears throat> we provide for them facilitate, facility. We facilitate their life. <laughs> So this, that's why Gurudev gave us all this knowledge and as brahmacharis, he gave us this duty also, go and serve the society. And he also said, it is not that you are going to change the society. Don't go and think that you are all Swami Vivekananda and you can go and declare to the world, here I am coming. And he gave lectures and I am going to convert all these people into <coughs> proper understanding of Vedanta and I will make them all realize this kind of thought won't entertain. <laughs> you will be disappointed. They said, it is not for them, it is for you, for your change. So, this... <laughs> Another type of, so propagating this Vedanta also become another Ghastashrama. <laughs> Where the students becomes your children, you know, this is another samsara you get into. So, karmane vadigaraste maapalesh kadajana maaparma palahe durbhu maadesan gustu karmani. In this verse, the principle of Karma Yoga, the wisdom behind Karma Yoga is given. Uyi se Karma Yogi. A real Karma Yogi is one who understands that his concern is with action alone. Second, that he has no concern with results. Result will come automatically. I don't have to be worried about it. That he should not entertain the motive of gaining a fixed fruit for a given action. The very performance of action, he should consider it is a joy. And derive the joy in very doing it. 
that is his reward. Then that these ideas do not mean that he should sit back courting inaction. So these are the four principles given in the form of Karma Yoga. Karmanne Vadikaraste Ma Paleshukadajana. Ma Karma Palahe Durbhu Ma Desan Gustva Akarmani. Now, after teaching Arjuna the principle of Karma Yoga, the wisdom behind Karma Yoga, here in this verse, 48th verse, Lord Krishna described the process of practicing that Karma Yoga. How one should work? Let us read. Yogasthakuru Karnani Sangam Tektva Dhananjaya Siddhya Siddhyo Samo Bhutva Samattvam Yoga Uchyate Hey Dhananjaya, Dhananjaya is another title for Arjuna the one who has acquired a lot of foreign exchange is called Ananjaya. I used to go and conquer the neighboring countries and bring all the treasuries to Yudhishthira. So he is Ananjaya. So somebody said, people think that when they read Gita they become poor. No, here is Ananjaya So it shows he is rich also. Kuru Garbani, do actions, how? Yogastaha. Being steadfast in yoga. Sangam Tektva, abandoning attachment. Siddhya Asiddhau, with reference to success and failure. Samobhutva, being the same. So, O Dhananjaya, do your action, perform action, remaining steadfast in yoga, abandoning attachment, remaining the same in success and failure. Samattvam yoga uchyate, this evenness of mind is called yoga. <coughs> so, this is one of the des- definition of yoga. Karma yoga here is samattvam yoga uchyate. In the Yoga Karma Sukhavashanam also, another definition will come in the 50th verse. <coughs> Dhananjaya means fire also, okay. Another meaning of Dhananjaya means fire. <coughs> now, you should act like fire, burning everything, burn all attachment, that is the indication. Remaining steadfast in yoga, do your action, perform your actions. Staha means remaining established in yoga. Staha established in yoga. Which yoga? Buddhi yoga. Buddhi yoga means karma yoga. So firmly rooted in that wisdom of yoga, karma yoga, Kuru Karmani, perform your action <coughs> means only your kartavya karma not any other karma 
नॉट कामे कर्मा और निषिद्ध कर्मा एंड संगम देखते गिविंग अप अटैचमेंट टू फ्रूट्स ऑफ एक्शन गुरु कर्माणी डू योर एक्शन इट वॉज सेट इन प्रीवियस वर्ष महादेव संगोस्तु कर्मणि लेट देर बी नो अटैचमेंट टू इन एक्शन संगम त्यक्वा गिविंग अप अटैचमेंट इट वॉज सेट इन द प्रीवियस वर्ष महाफलेशु कदाचना युअर राइट अतिकार इज नवर टू फ्रूट्स ऑफ एक्शन शंकराचार्य राइट संगम त्यक्ट गिविंग अप अटैचमेंट संगम एट ग्रॉसेस्ट लेवल वी आर अटैच टू रिसल्ट मीन वी आर अटैच टू मेटीरियल गेट्स मनी प्रमोशन पवर प्लेजर प्रोजनी एक्सेट्रा पुत्रेशना वित्तेशना लोकेशना थ्री डिजायर्स आर दे So all our desires are categorized into three. One is putraishna. Is not desire. And what is the desire? Putra means progeny. Then vitteshna, wealth. We want wealth. Wealth is there. Your family is also good, great. Then what is that? Location. <coughs> I want to go to different country and settle down. <coughs> If you are in a cold country, you want to go to Miami or Pocatong somewhere and get some house there, settle down. Or if you want to go to California, that place somewhere, even though it is expensive, it doesn't matter. But it's good, good weather. Or a person wants to go to heaven, <coughs> other lokas. This loka, whatever that is possible, I have done it. Now let me see. In heaven, there is a better standard of enjoyment. It's called location. Three desires that are bandhas. Attachment at subtle level also attachment or recognition, some appreciation, expecting thank you letter. One may say, I did not want anybody, but at least he should have spoken a few words of appreciation. That when you know there is a vote of thanks, every pro- program there is a vote of thanks. He forgot to mention my name deliberately. This expectation is the problem. If you don't expect that, there is no problem. But you expected that person will tell your name, and if you don't get it, then this is disappointment. So these are all subtlest level. Bhagwan Shankaracharya said, "Hope God is pleased with me. <laughs> Even this feeling should not be there. I want to please the Lord. May the Lord be pleased. Even that thought should not be there. It is a real, the zenith of karma yoga. So perform your karma, kevalam ishwaratham, ishwaratpram, ishwarasyaatham." Isharatham only for the sake of God. If He is pleased or not, does not matter. You just keep doing your actions. That is why Tulsidasji says in Ramayana, towards the end, he says, "O oh Lord, bless me with such devotion." And he gives an example like a miser, how he loves his money. 
what an example. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> see, see, miser's love for money is one-way traffic, you see, that's why. Because he loves dollar just to look at it and enjoy it. But the dollar will never return the favor saying that, hey, oh my master, I will love you so much. No, dollar never responds. But still, he continued to love his money. And Tulsidas is asking Bhagavan, give me that kind of love for you. <laughs> I think Mirabai also said that even if you break your relationship with me, I will not break. <laughs> so that kind of a And you think about devotees like Prahlada and all that, you see, he never complained even when he was tortured in so many ways. Bhagavan said when he came, he said, Prabhupada, I am sorry I came late. <laughs> and what Prahlada's answer was, Bhagavan, I never felt you were away from me. I was always in your lap. <laughs> That's a greatness. Tulsidaji said, Jo chahe so kar kripa te ro Lord, whichever way you want to shower your blessing, it is okay. I am yours. That is all. Miravaj also sing, Lord, even if you break this relationship, bond of love, I am not going to break it. Jo tum jodo priya me nahi So, so establishing yoga, abandoning all the attachment, perform your action. Ishrar Prabhupti. Siddha Siddhyo Samobhutva. Remaining the same in Siddhi and Asiddhi. Success and failure. This is a difficult thing when you think about it. So, a person who is expecting result in a normal sense, when he expects result, if he doesn't get expected result, he is going to be imbalanced. Now here Bhagavan is telling, keep a balance, whether it is Siddhi or Asiddhi, means success or failure. Now, the success and failure is a reaction. Your reaction to the result is what is told here. How to keep a balance. We saw that in that Sukhatuk Kesame Kritva Lapa Lapo Jaya Jaya Tato Yudhaya Chasinayam Pavapsasi. That time we explained that. That before performing the action itself, you have to settle your mind. For what? The result. So then what happens? Samattam is possible while performing the action. See, if you have prepared yourself mentally, I am ready for success or failure. Two things only happens. Whatever I do, only two things happen. One is I will be successful. Other is what? I will be a failure. Now if you settle further, I am ready for both. And then what happens? Your mind is settled. And with a settled mind, when you perform an action, your action will be successful. It's called Samartam Yoga Uchyadev. 
It is not that after the result has come you keep a balance. It won't work. Definitely you will be imbalanced. So that will be a wrong advice. It's impractical. That's not what Bhagavan says here. So Vattam Yoga Uchade means before performing the action itself, you settle for the result. Only two things will happen. <laughs> I am ready for it. Then what happened? <coughs> Gurudev used to give an example, you know. A person, you know, in India, his interviews are there, you see. A person has gone for an interview, he is overqualified, but still he applied for this club's job, he got an interview. But he has been a failure for the last three, four, five times. And he goes, to, finally his name called and he goes there and then with sweating he sits there. And the, there are three people in interview, generally in India, one person in the center and two both sides are asked questions. What is your name? <laughs> and in his anxiety to answer, he didn't hear the question, he said 26. <laughs> that is his age. <laughs> so immediately they look at each other, okay, we will let you know. <laughs> Whereas the other person, you know, he already got promised a job in Calcutta by his brother-in-law. So he was reading a novel book. <laughs> Halfway through this call came, hey, you are called, he got disturbed. My <laughs> hero is getting, <laughs> at that time these people disturbed me. He walks in and pulled the chair and sit down and the person asked, what is your name? My name must have been here somewhere, otherwise you wouldn't have called me. <laughs> Why are you wasting time on this kind of things? You ask me what you really want to find out. What made you apply for this company? Yes, I have been driving by this company many times at that time. I thought that there are some certain things if I am given a chance, I will improve. <laughs> hey, what is that? No, I will not allow to pick my brain. When you give me a chance, I'll tell you. <laughs> he selected Siddha Siddhi or Samoputta because he is not worried whether he is selected or not, isn't it? So in that mind you go and you know, face the situation, you will perform better. But if you are worried about whether I will be selected or not, then what happens? You will be nervous. So this is a simple psychology. <coughs> So, Sangam Dektva, abandoning attachment and Siddha Siddhyo Samohutva, remaining the same in success and failure, Kuru Karmani, perform your action. So, Samattvam Yoga Uchyade. Definition of yoga given here, the evenness of mind is called yoga. So, this evenness of mind mentioned in this verse is not with reference to the action itself, but with reference to the result, phala of action. This attitude in Vedic culture is called prasada buddhi. So, there is a subhashadani, means good speech. They are why saying, composed in Sanskrit language, subhashada. So, Udaye Savita Recto Rectas Chastamayetada. 
ಸಂಬತ್ತೋಚ ವಿಭತ್ತೋಚ ಮಹತಾ ಏಕರೂಪತ ವೆನ್ ಯು ಲುಕ್ ಎಟ್ ದಿ ಸನ್ರೈಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಸನ್ಸೆಟ್ ದ ಸನ್ ಲುಕ್ಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ವೈಲ್ಡ್ ರೈಸಿಂಗ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಸೆಟ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ರೆಡ್ ಕಲರ್ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಮೆನ್ ಟೂ ರಿಮೇನ್ ಅಲೈಕ್ ಇನ್ ಬೋತ್ ಗುಡ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಬ್ಯಾಡ್ ಟೈಮ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ವೆನ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ರೈಸಿಂಗ್ ದ ಸನ್ ಈಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಎಲೈಟೆಡ್ ವೆನ್ ದ ಸನ್ ಈಸ್ ಸೆಟ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಈಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಡಿಪ್ರೆಸ್ಡ್ ಬೋತ್ ಹಿ ಮೇಂಟೈನ್ ದ ಸೇಮ್ ಕಲರ್ ಸೇಮ್ ವೇ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ರಿಮೇನ್ ಅಲೈಕ್ ಇನ್ ಬೋತ್ ಗುಡ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಬ್ಯಾಡ್ ಟೈಮ್ when you take a picture of a rising sun and setting sun it is the same you can't make out the difference so be like a sun ups and downs will come value the learning you have <coughs> karma yoga is not any particular action but it is a particular state of mind is called karma yoga so arjuna be a karma yogi ಯೋಗಸ್ಥ ಗುರುಕರ್ಮಿ ಸಂಗಮ ತ್ಯಕ್ತಜಯ ಸಿದ್ಧಸಿದ್ಧೋ ಸಮೋ ಭೂತ್ ಸಮಗುಚ್ಯತೆ ಸ್ಪೆಂಡ್ ಈಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಮೈಸರ್ 
So Hedaranjaya action, karma, desire prompted action is far inferior to that performed with the proper attitude of Karma Yoga. Therefore seek refuge in this Buddha Yoga. Those who perform action only for themselves are misers. Now here Lord Krishna is giving two pictures, two type of people. One is a karmi and other is a karma yogi. Contrast is given. Karmi is one who gives importance to the material accomplishment alone and materialistic person. He does not, he does not give any value to inner growth or spiritual growth. That is why when the results come, if it is a gain, he is fine, but if there is a failure, adverse result, he cannot bear it. He may even have a heart attack or commit suicide. <laughs> That's why people get into alcohol, drugs and things like that, because of failure. They cannot take that failure, so they try to forget it by drowning themselves with alcohol, drugs, etc. Whereas a karma yogi is one who is balanced both in success and failure. When action is done with a karma yoga attitude, not only you are able to face gain or loss, in outer world you are growing spiritually inward. There is an inward growth. How to equalize before the action when these pairs of opposite are result of action? Now, even when a karmi and a karma yogi does same kind of action, the results are different. How? Take an example of Ganga's Naram Bath. Simple. A karmi goes to Gangaji and looks at it as only a river. Does not have any feeling for Ganga Maya. <laughs> I remember first time I went to Rishikesh. So somebody said, let us go and take a bath in Gangaji. So I took my towel and a soap and things like that. <laughs> Then I took a dip and then came out and to apply soap. <coughs> the sadhu was watching me. He looked at me up and down and said, Naya, I can. <laughs> Come. I said, yeah. <laughs> he did not say anything. He controlled himself. Means what? You don't know the greatness of Gangamaya. <coughs> Taking bath in Gangamaya itself is purified. You don't have to put soap. <coughs> it is a mere real river to him. He loves to swim and bathe in the river. With this idea, he jumps in Ganga and he enjoys. He got good swim and good bath. He comes out happy. <coughs> Sorry. Good exercise. Now look at a karma yogi. 
whose attitude gangaji is not just a river but she is much more so devotion is there with that bhav when he gets into the river he also swims he also take a bath but he always feel he is in the lap of mother gangaji he also enjoyed his swim and bath and comes out happy your action is the same when both felt happy <coughs> but in case of karma yogi he got more than karmi the inner growth <laughs> with that bhava i am blessed that bhava gives him the joy <coughs> this is a secret of higher profit <laughs> so a karmi get profit but karma yogi get higher profit i uh, will see more of it tomorrow some more points are there the same this <coughs> om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachade ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯಪೂರ್ಣಮಾಶಿಷ್ಯಶಿಷ್ಯಂತಿ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ 